Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So good to be gathered with you here this evening. Feel free to, to have a seat. Or you can stand the entire service. It's completely up to you. I, I'm afraid of the dark. I, I don't mind admitting it. I mean, obviously, I'm doing that right here, right now, in this very moment. But I am specifically very afraid of being in the wilderness alone in the dark. For this guy that grew up in L.A. County, that is an absolutely terrifying space for me to live in, for me to be in. I, I will admit that when my family and I go camping together, that I will have a very uncomfortable night asleep, not really sleeping in the tent, because I will not exit that tent at 2 in the morning to go find the restroom there on the campground. I'm staying there and not going venturing into the dark. But listen, when we, when we read about the shepherds, specifically in verse 8 of Luke chapter 2, what's described for us is an extremely normal and mundane kind of description. It is for them a, an everyday kind of a statement. There they were guarding their their, the sheep at night. It's just a normal, everyday kind of a moment. You could probably imagine yourself in that space with the shepherds. They were professional watchmen. This is what their job was. They, the shepherds were, were pros at being there at night, scanning the horizon, keeping an eye out for anything that might be a threat to their sheep. No one snuck up on these guys. No one surprised them. They were absolutely professionals and champions at making sure that nothing was a threat to their flock. Now, I, know, I don't know about you, but when I consider this scene, and maybe because it's the common space that our art regularly portrays to us, when the, when, when the angel arrives to the shepherds, immediately what, what comes into my own mind's imagination is that the angel's in the sky. I mean, you look at the common art that exists, and it'll come up on the screen when you just look all over the place. Where are the shepherds and the angels? Does anyone else have this imagery that kind of pops up in your mind when you think about this space? Yeah. Right? You kind of just think that, that, it's, that, that the angel appeared amongst them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. But here's the unique thing, that when you look over the pages of Scripture what you find is that angels are actually regularly mistaken for people. Angels aren't described as having wings. It's actually when they arrive, they're usually described as standing or walking or being right there in the midst of people. They're not floating. They're not hovering. They're not in the sky. And so when you think about this, right, especially you look at Luke chapter 2 and the description that it says that, it says, an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them. And I would love to be behind the curtain for that conversation between this angel and the Lord. I'd love to be there for this description of what's going to take place. Whoever this angel is and, 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 and God telling them, here's what I'm going to have you do. I'm just going to have you appear to these shepherds. 
And, and the angel may be wondering, like, like you want me to, like, it's, it's pitch black. It's pitch dark out there. Like, do you want me to be behind, like, a bush and then just, like, jump out and say, I've got news for you. And, like, God telling him, no, 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 no. Like, you're not there. And then suddenly, you're there. Like, standing right in front of them, face to face. Right? That's the description of Scripture, is that the, that the angel wasn't there, and suddenly, an angel was standing right there in front of them, right in their face. Like, can you imagine being in your living room? Can you imagine just being in your normal, mundane, everyday kind of a space, and an angel is not there, and then an angel is there? You'd be terrified. You, you, you would need a new robe, right? Like, it would be, it would be shocking. It would be overwhelming. But the description here by Luke is getting across to us the, the level of, of excitement for the moment. Like this angel just, uh, just appearing out of nowhere and just saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I've got good news of great joy for you. Like there was, there was a time quite a few Sundays ago that I over-enthusiastically welcomed a guest. And I was, I was too close. I was really excited to see them. I was like, hey, it's so good to see you here. And there was this subtle look of terror on their face. And they literally told me, you're kind of freaking me out right now. But that's the scene. This level of joy, this level of excitement, this level of surprise, this level of like, we can't hold back this news any longer. Like heaven right in the face of humanity. Don't be afraid. I've got good news of great joy. I've got great news for you. A gift has been given to you. Just a couple of days, I was telling my boys uh, what we got their mom for Christmas. And I told them, you've got to keep the surprise. And my six-year-old responded, I can give you three days. <laughs> I, I, could, I could keep it for three days. That's it. <laughs> That's my limit. Like that secret, that surprise, that level of joy can only be contained for so long, and then you have to share it. Now, again, when you look over the pages of Scripture, what you find is that there was usually an angel that will appear to people. Sometimes you'll get two angels that'll appear to people. In unique circumstances, when you look over what we call the Old Testament, you'll see three angels appear to people. 
Luke says that after this angel appeared, he was joined by a vast host of angels, the armies of heaven. And they were singing. Again, what he's capturing for us is this level of just excitement, this level of joy, this level of just like overabundant, over-the-top excitement that's breaking in on the shepherds. And again, if we just can recalibrate our imaginations, if we can recalibrate what's happening in our minds when we picture this space, because again, when we look over the pages of, of our art over human history, what we begin to think about is that the angels were in the skies and it was this like, it was this, it was this choral, it was this choir that was in the heavens and all of a sudden, right, like the, the, the clouds parted and they began to sing and there was a light that was shining on the shepherds. But that's not what the pages of scripture say. The angels joined. They joined those shepherds, the, the shepherds. They were standing amongst them. They were in the field. They were standing amongst, very, very likely, they were standing amongst the droppings of the sheep. They were spread all around the field. Like it was this space in which the shepherds were in this most mundane moment, and then the suddenly, you just imagine now, let it be something that just, just, just provokes your imagination, that this field is filled with heaven. This field is overwhelmed by the presence of angels. And so probably the shepherds are, are doing a 360, spinning around and seeing angels all around them. And you just imagine that there was at least one sheep that was absolutely terrified, falling over with hooves in the sky, just like, ah! Like, what is happening here in this moment? Why is this so important to highlight? Why so important to make sure that, that, that our imaginations are recalibrated in this moment? Because here's, here's what I believe Luke is getting across to us. Heaven touched earth. There's not a separation. There's not a gap. There's not a space. But the message that I believe has got to fill our minds, our hearts, our imaginations is that the feet of angelic hosts, that heaven, that the feet of heaven were in the ground, that the toes of angels were in the grass of the field. I think that's the imagery that Luke is trying to get across to us, is that heaven is touching earth. And the news to us is joy. This is what the arrival of Jesus is all about. Heaven has touched earth. Heaven has, has come, and there's no more separation. What the arrival of Jesus does is that the toes of heaven are in the soil of earth. I want to do something real quick. I think I saw Charlotte McDade, are you here? She's just stepped out. Call her back in. Where's she at? I saw her in the back. 
Like, this is going to be great. It's going to be a surprise if she walks right back in here. She ran away. Go get her. This is going to be fun. A gift absolutely changes a moment. A gift absolutely changes an environment. Like you can show up with a gift and completely change someone's day. And a gift is this incredible way to say, like, listen, I just, I just want to express my joy. I just, I just want to express to you that my love for you. Charlotte McDade, come on up here. If you're all right with that, I'll walk to you. I just want you to have that. Are you okay with just having that? Yeah? You're cool with having that? Listen, uh, to quote Michael Scott from The Office, presents are great because they're like this tangible way to be able to tell someone, man, I love you this many dollars worth. (laughs) This scene of the radiance of God's glory surrounding shepherds and angels is because the news is the Father has the most perfect gift to express the depths of his love for you. The Father has has given the most precious gift that when you look at, you will know precisely how he feels about you. To you, a son is given. To you, a child is born. Right? This scene of just like heaven's face being all up in the face of humanity, this overwhelming, over-the-top amount of joy and excitement is because Jesus has arrived. And it is, for me, so important for us to see this picture of shepherds, I mean, of angels' feet touching earth because it expresses the absolute audacious hope and reality that we live with. Like, our Christian faith has this statement to us. This is what we absolutely believe. Jesus has arrived This is what we believe, and and he is our source of joy. He, his presence, the arrival of his presence amongst us is absolutely what changes everything. So no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in, we can have joy because the truest reality that we live in is that we are in Christ. His presence is our joy. His presence is our peace. Pete Pete Gregg um, says it this way. In God's kingdom, 
Happiness is not marked out primarily by popularity, fat bank accounts, or clean bills of health, but rather by proximity to the Father. Bring you good news of great joy because Christ has arrived. He's the good news. He's our source of joy. He is the gift that absolutely changes everything. And, and heaven has this, like, over-the-top celebration about it. Heaven has touched earth. 